Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golson. We are celebrating DCE Day just a little bit early. It's coming up on June 26th, and we have some great DCEs with us today. Dr. Thad Warren, he's professor and chair of human and social science at Concordia University, Nebraska. Dr. Warren, thanks so much for being our guest today. You're welcome. And joining us from Southern California, Shelly Haynes. She's a DCE there in Southern California. Shelly, thanks so much for being our guest. Thank you. And moving over to the other side of the states, uh, Emily Phoenix, a DCE in Baltimore. Emily, thanks so much for being our guest. Hello. Thanks for having us. All right. So we get to ask the fun question. Um, we've had the chance to talk with Dr. Bill Karpinka about the history of DCEs, but what's the, the I guess, the, the current or the, 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 the present definition of DCE? Who wants to attack that, that one and, and run with it? Thad, you want to you want to define that for us? I think Emily wants to. She's Emily, the- okay. <laughs> Emily's all over it. Uh, Christian educator um, from cradle to grave is how I remember learning it at Concordia, Nebraska. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, in in a congregate, primarily in congregational settings, but um, I've obviously had the experience and seen many DCEs um, working in other settings uh, in recent years. So that's been pretty cool. Some of them serve at your synodical radio station. Yes, they do. Yes, <laughs> love that. That's you. Oh, that's me. <laughs> so, if you want the professional uh, definition, I do have it. <laughs> okay, bring it on, Thad. Uh, the definition is a director of Christian education is a synodically certified, called and commissioned lifespan educational leader prepared for team ministry in a congregational setting. Pretty close, Emily. Yeah, I know. I was, I was a little off. <laughs> <laughs> so it, so what does it look like? In what ways do DCEs serve today? And where do they serve? Uh, let's start with, let's go to Shelley. I think DCEs serve in many different capacities, obviously within the congregation. Um, they might be youth people, but they might be family ministry uh, people. They might uh, be working in a school and church setting. Um, we see DCEs on staff in high schools or colleges that are uh, uh, continuing to equip uh, and use Christian education. Um, and even in the actual community setting, we have some uh, awesome DCEs that are serving as liaisons with um, different support areas throughout the community and uh, providing Christian education where they can. And it's, it's super exciting. So, Thad, can you describe the process of uh, what actually goes into DCE formation? Um, well, yeah. Um, primarily, uh, a DCE will be uh, trained at one of the Concordias. Uh, we do have a few DCEs that will be trained. Uh, we'll get an undergraduate degree somewhere else and then come to one of the Concordias for uh, their colloquy. Uh, which is a series of classes, uh, both in theology and in Christian education. Uh, but a typical DCE will do their undergraduate degree at one of the synodical schools that prepares DCEs. Uh, and in that program, uh, it really is, uh, each, each university has somewhat of a unique program, but they all follow some similar guidelines uh, in preparing uh, students. Uh, they receive training in theology, in education, uh, in psychology, uh, and then sometimes in other areas as well. Uh, sometimes they may receive training in music or, or those kinds of things. Uh, and then they, they, at the end of their four years, will go on a, a full year internship 
which is in a parish or uh, uh, a setting that is connected with the parish in which they uh, do a full 12, 12 months uh, internship uh, on site uh, with direct supervision from those on site as well as supervision from uh, the universities. And at the completion of that, then they receive their DC certification. So Emily, what, what stands out about your um, DCE education and formation? What do you remember about that that really stands out that was really helpful to you? Yeah, um, so uh, my education, what, what it's, it's been 13, about 13 years since I graduated from Concordia, Nebraska, and um, it was really focused on relationships. Uh, you know, ministry is all about relationships, um, and we're able to be more effective as Christian educators um, in relationship with others and in relationship with Jesus. And um, my training did a great job of, of focusing on that and then also focusing on being a team player. Um, DCEs are second chair leaders um, in, a, in a congregational setting with a pastor as the first chair, which is a, a unique position to be in. And um, I know that in my continuing ed beyond uh, Concordia, I learned a lot about what it means to be a second chair leader. Um, to support the vision of the first chair, but also um, have area, areas of influence um, in, in the discipleship process and educate, educating um, all of the different age groups. Shelly, how about you? How about uh, your DCE uh, education and formation? Yeah, I would agree with Emily. I, I went to Concordia, Irvine, but I am much older. Uh, I'm probably 25, 26 years ago. <laughs> um, and I think the relationship aspect was definitely a, a huge one for me as well. But I will say one of the classes that has been the most useful in practical ministry application is, was my group dynamics class, uh, being able to apply biblical knowledge or uh, teaching methods or psychology, but w working within a group and sort of understanding how um, students especially and, and their parents come and what they're bringing with them and what to look for. And I would say even adding on to what the modern DCE does now, a lot of it were aimed at discipling families and uh, helping to equip parents and, and families on to live uh, a discipled life outside of what they do on a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or whatever the time that they gather with their community of faith is. And so understanding group dynamics was pretty seminal for me. And I think the class probably that gave me the most uh, bang for the buck um, overall. So Shelly, what does your service as a DCE look like um, now? Is it different than, than when you started? Yeah, when I started, um, I was high school specific. Um, I really kind of thought that kids came to me just burst in ninth grade and I had these awesome four years with them and then I never saw them again type of thing. Um, I actually am moving from California to Tennessee, but I'm staying with my church. I'm going to work remotely. My job now is as a team lead um, with a couple of other ministers underneath me that are one um, DCE, Phil Gaylor, he's older than I am, uh, they're doing sort of the hands-on work. And then I'm writing curriculum or modifying curriculum or do casting vision, working with parents, teaching online classes, um, those types of things. And it's a lot different. I, um, I was recently at my house. I invited every former student I ever had in the past 24 years. And the backyard was just filled with all kinds of, of memories. But 
they all had different things to say about me as DCE because of the evolution of Shelley the person in that role. So it was super cool and um, and quite a gift to be able to uh, just kind of sit and rejoice and you know see all those wonderful faces. Emily, what about you? How has uh, your DCE service looked over the years? Yeah, so for me, um, it's always been unique because I've never served in a call where I was primarily um, focused on youth ministry. A lot of young DCEs start out in youth ministry and then transition into different um, areas. Um, And so it's been unique for me because I've always um, focused uh, on education for children and for adults. And then I kind of served in a supporting role to a, to a volunteer or a part-time person who, who served in, in youth ministry. And that, that was both of my calls. And so I, I feel like early on in ministry, I got exposure to areas that normally a young DC would not, um, would not be exposed to. Um, and then currently I'm not in a congregation, but, um, I am, serving with the NADCE board, um, with Kendall, and with um, uh, some other organizations. And God is still using my skills, even though I'm not, you know, directly in a congregational setting. Thad, how can we learn more about becoming a DCE? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, uh, most uh, most any church worker, pastor, or uh, DCE uh folks that are commissioned in the church uh, can have connections uh, or will be able to provide connections with uh, with any one of the synodical schools that train DCEs, uh, as well as any district office would be able to help uh, a person understand more about what a DCE is. Um, probably the easiest, though, is to just go directly to one of the universities uh, that uh, have DC programs. So you can check out the DCE programs at any of these Concordia universities, Irvine in California, Chicago, uh, Concordia University, Texas, Nebraska, or St. Paul in Minnesota. And it's been a lot of fun talking with all of you today. And I hope that uh, you have some fun plans to celebrate DCE Day coming up uh, on this Saturday, oh, yeah. the 26th. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be on a retreat. Woo-hoo! I'll be on vacation. Yeah, it'll be great. Oh, I like it. <laughs> Winding down VBS and, uh, and uh, gearing yeah. up for DCE Day. Our guest today, Dr. Thad Warren, Professor and Chair of Human and Social Science at Concordia University, Nebraska. Dr. Warren, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Shelly Haynes, DCE in Southern California. Shelly, great to have you back on the Coffee Hour. Thanks for being our guest. Oh, thank you so much. Great to be with you. Emily Phoenix, DCE in Baltimore, Maryland. Emily, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.